Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. It's Tuesday, April 4th. Live from Court City, it is. I'm gonna let you finish with Courtney and Amy. Why is it gotta be Court? Why can't it be Amy City? Too? Because they're court, as in people going I to court. Know. Well, I here's know. the thing: because we got it all. We got pros on trial on one part of downtown across the street. We have Donald Trump going to be do his whole situation today. Miss Thing, the first day of the pros trial. They started out with a bang. They started with Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm like, this, is, this whole is thing. A, is it an underage sex trafficking? <laughs> Sorry, no. I set that into he, my cup of coffee. No. Is it an alleged? No. No, um, no know, he just like, no, he does. He doesn't like them underage. He just likes the models and 19. You're, you're, he's remember when they used to have that magazine, Barely oh, Legal. Shit. It's very that. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, pros, yeah. Um. Hi, today is also, I'm sorry, I just dropped something and I had to, today is also April 4th, we're taping mm-hmm. on April 4th, which is the 55th anniversary of the assassination of Martin Luther King, which is kind of blind, mind-blowing mm-hmm. that it's 55 years only because I kind of remember it, kind of, sort of, remember when it, you were not even born. But I was born, oh. I was Mark, he was killed the year after I was born. I was born in '67. He okay. was he was assassinated 68. in '68, which is why I tell people when they <clears throat> try to talk about, you know, the fight for you know racism and civil rights in this country. They're like, it was generations ago. I'm like, actually, it wasn't not generations even, ago. Not even generations ago. I was alive when Martin Luther King was assassinated. I was alive when Mega Evers was assassinated. I was a child. I don't remember. Yeah, you know, I but, remember Martin Luther King very, yeah. actually, very vividly. Um, right. For not to go into it to start off, but I do mm. remember it very, very vividly. Because where were Where were you home? Like, how did I was you find a kid. Out? I yeah. was a kid, and uh, my parents are very, you know, uh, we discuss stuff and very. And I have a very vivid memory of my father, who is not a super emotional guy. I believe mm. crying, right, and hitting. And my mother, the next day, to her credit, took my sister and I to, there's a church down the street from our house, an AME Zion church, black mm-hmm. church, mm-hmm. and took us for a memorial. Um, and uh, I, it was 100 degrees, and there were a whole bunch of really nice black ladies in nurses' outfits, which I couldn't figure out what that was about, mm-hmm. coming up to me and thanking us for being there. And all I remember is just wanting to go home because... <laughs> Rowan and Martin's laughing was on. I I was like, this is really sad. I want to watch television. It's funny. It's like just being a kid, not realizing what actually happened. And then years later and thinking back to that experience, like, oh shit. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, and it was also, and then we can go, that was, this is horrible. I, I, I had a, I had a lot. Some of my best friends were black, Courtney. And Mm. it was at that moment after that, that like half of my black friends decided that they hated me and they could no longer be my friend. I'm like, but I didn't kill them. Right. And that was when I came up with the, my mother is biracial uh, thing. (laughs) So we didn't use the term biracial back then. It wasn't a term. I'm sorry. What? (laughs) I've told you this before. No, you haven't. For literally a minute, (laughs) for a minute, and you would have to see what my mother looked like back then. But Mm -hmm. my mother had very curly hair, Mm -hmm. you know, and she is um, 
olive complected, darker than I am. Mm -hmm. And she ran a daycare center with other people. So, Mm -hmm. and we had black friends and Mm -hmm. blackity black, black, black. And Mm -hmm. so everybody was a couple of people were like, we don't like you anymore. And I'm like, but I didn't. And so I decided to tell people (laughs) that my mother, I couldn't get away with black, Mm -hmm. you know, completely Mm -hmm. black. That wouldn't fly. So I told them that she was half black. And that worked for about, I think I got a four day break from Mm -hmm. Venus McCrary threatening to beat me up on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And then somebody said, Wait a minute. I've been to Amy. <laughs> I've been to Amy's house. I know both her parents cuz you right. know that was back in the day nobody saw anybody's dad. Right, right, right. Dads were this mysterious figure that right. woke up in the morning, went to work, and went and to came work. home. Right. Yeah, and came home. And everybody was like, "Wait a minute. I know Amy's family. I know Amy's mom. I know Amy's sister. She is so not black." <laughs> <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, hence began my career. In the music industry. Anyway, hi. How are you? I can't believe I thought I told you that story. That's hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) It was my four days. It wasn't like a Rachel Dolezal thing. I wasn't trying to, you know, act black. I just figured Mm -hmm. it would save me from getting my ass kicked in the morning. Mm -hmm. Anyway, hi. How are you? I'm good. It's morning. I'm drinking a cup of cocoa and talking to you. Look at Mm -hmm. you. Look Mm -hmm. at you all. I uh, no, I'm exhausted and uh, allergies. And... Are you still on um, spring break? Is no, we don't spring? start it till t- till Thursday, and it's three days. So whoop de do. I thought you had spring break. You were off for like a week or something. Um, that's in in city the city university. We get the Jewish holidays off, but I'm I don't I teach asynchronous, so it doesn't make a difference. The um, Catholic school, oddly enough, Courtney, and mm. this is a shocking newsflash. Oddly enough, Catholic schools don't take Passover off. Go figure. Oh, wow. Go freak. Oh, and by the how way. However, did that. I don't no, know. I went to Catholic school, and when all my friends would be off for the Jewish holidays, and I always was in my uniform going to school, I'd be and like, something's like, not right about not this fair. situation. Not fair, but happy <laughs> Passover. It starts when happy passover when by the time this airs it will be passover so mm-hmm. happy passover um one of the few holidays i have a vague idea of what's going on mm-hmm. <laughs> is passover the one where you're not supposed to have flour is that passover yes that's mm-hmm. where you get your matzahs from right which i enjoy a matzah mm-hmm. do you enjoy a matzah i do like a matzah mm-hmm. i do like a matzah with butter and salt on it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. completely unkosher, but whatever. I do like and bu- <laughs> matzahs and peanut butter, very mm. tasty. Oh, okay. And they go on sale after Passover. Like the day after. Like the day after. <laughs> like Easter candy. Mm-hmm. The day after. I I love the after Easter candy sale because they have those malted eggs oh, that I love. So I love those malted eggs. They're like whoppers, so but with colors. No, they're so good. <laughs> and the sad little hollow bunnies the sad bunnies yeah the and, then the, and then those weird peats which oh I don't even get wait, me started on peats wait they have I all think, sorts of watermelon flavor wait, now this thing i think i was in the supermarket you and, and aldi's they have the, the vitals saw, they have crazy and i saw it like there's like pepsi no it's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting there's some weird i walked by and i was like does that say Pepsi? Yes, X it does. Peeps? It does. As oh. if a peep oh. wasn't disgusting enough. They have to like, oh, I know. Let's add Let's flavors. put it in a cola. It's like, what the what? fuck? Yeah, it's peeps or peeps or bless their hearts. I mean, I don't mean to keep coming back to the pros thing, but this morning I when- want to know how the segue between artificially flavored marshmallow and pros- Because it was on, you know, I'm trying to avoid the news because- Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, 
or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything factor meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, (laughs) oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash Pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash Pantheon. American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. If you're not here in New York, I'm sure it's like this everywhere, but literally all of our news has been, the way they're acting around this Trump situation has been, like, sitting outside the house. Yesterday, they followed the car down the street. Yeah, it was very OJ. It was was very OJ I was like, guys... Guys, this is crazy. But um, then this morning, they start saying the first day of the trial, Leonardo DiCaprio was the first witness. And then they were trying to say that Praz, I guess, is being accused of basically getting over $100 million in this sort of money. And I'm just kind of thinking, what? Well, you know. This is the craziest thing I've ever heard. I love it. I think it's great. And it just, it makes me think of all three members of the group. And I'm just kind of like, Most you have one Most who just- dysfunctional. <laughs> Literally, this is, they have won the award for the last band like, you thought would be this bananas, you know? I mean, you absolutely hit it right. I thought <laughs> they were going to go on that reunion tour. How could you? Yeah, you have, no, how yeah. could it actually have yeah, happened? No, the, no, the whole thing. One is- has this kind of espionage shit that- that's really the plot of like a bad movie on Netflix. Right. Uh, like Wyclef and 
I just, you know, listen, he's a great producer, but you no, know, he's, he's not. Had, well, he's he, not he, a, actually, he's I do think he's a great producer. I'm sorry. Jerry Duplace is a great producer. But yes, that's true. That is true. I mean, but I don't, I'm not going to take, but I'm not going to take, I'm not going to take. He does do but, some good stuff. Yes, he but does anyway. do some good stuff. But you know, like, I think all the other shit has overshadowed that part of the talent. And you know, the carnival was a great record and so was the carnival too. Um, anyway. Then we go to... Lauren, who's now, she's headline. She's the one who keeps getting to really sparkle. Like, she's one of the headliners of the upcoming Essence Festival where they're, like, celebrating the 25th she's anniversary. Not gonna, she's not going to show up. Wait, celebrating the 25th anniversary of the, the, the miseducation. Okay, can we just talk about this for a minute with that record? I work that record. I understand why people feel like they love that record. But I do not understand the obsession with everybody needing an anniversary to it and and just needing well, to see it performed in this entire... I just across don't get it. Well, because she's only got one album. I mean, th- she's only made one album on her own. So, I mean, you know, a live album to me does not count. You know, she didn't... But anyway... I was at that live album taping. Um, that It took all day. Yeah. Um, can we... Um, okay, so... People outside of the industry may not know names of people, you know, like obviously if you and I sat here and talked about product managers, nobody would know, nor would they care, Um, or publicists, you know, these are people we know. But Seymour Stein, let's put it this way, if you were listening to music in the 80s or the 70s, but mainly the 70s and the 80s, there is not a record that you heard that he didn't have some hand in. He, the cool ones. <laughs> yeah. He he and Sire Records, his partner Richard Goddard, but mainly him, um, he, he is basically responsible for college radio. He's basically mm-hmm. responsible for alt rock. He's He came up with the term new wave as, I mean, the French probably has it as a film, as a way to market stuff. There is no... If Sire was, if it was on Sire, you knew it was great. So Seymour passed the other I mean, day. What? First I'm, of all, old school music man. Can we just put that in there? No, like, they do man. not make very, them. Barry like, Gordy is the last one alive. They don't make them like that anymore. One who has a real ear for talent, real ear, like can pick something, know it, who knows how to nurture that talent. And, and, let that talent be do the thing that they do, but also he he was able to break a lot of acts that you know you look back and you're like, wow, you 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 really did some shit. I mean, he's responsible for Madonna. I mean, lover or hater, one Madonna, Talking Heads, like all of the mute, all of the the mute stuff that came to America, Depeche Mode, all of the, the things. replacements. Mm-hmm. He didn't discover the replacements, but he brought Lou, one of Lou Reed's best albums, Richard Hell and the Voidoids. Um, I mean, we would literally, I mean, basically every group that you listen to, the Pretenders. I mean, he changed the sound and. Yeah, old school record man, and because he knew music, he knew music, he grew up with music, he was one of these people, you read the bios of these guys, it's mainly men, unfortunately, but you read the bios of these people, they started out in the mailroom somewhere, Mm -hmm. they were, and he started at a billboard, and he was one of these obsessive Orthodox Jewish kids from Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. there's something in the water out there, Mm -hmm. obsessed with music, and just smart and I know people who have worked with him, worked for him and with him. And I'm sure when I when I met Sandy Alouette, Sandy yep. Alouette oh, yep. was at Sire. No. And and she's he's, you know, at Ice-T. He's responsible for Ice-T making. I mean, did he discover them? No, he didn't discover Madonna. I mean, she was already Madonna, but he gave her. No, she chance. was. Well, but he gave but he, he gave her the chance. He signed her. Right. She had been toiling away of years playing in bands. She comes to his, you know. Oh, is to that his... what you're calling a toiling? <laughs> toiling away. Is that what it's called? Toiling? Playing in bands, <laughs> yeah. doing her thing. Well, he wanted to sign Mark Kamen. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. He wanted to sign the guy who produced the record. No, he had great ears. And, and well, no, Mark Kamen's didn't. Well, Mark Kamen's was the DJ who originally played her record. She was. He was the DJ at Danceteria. She kept trying to get him to play a record. And finally, like after a year, he played everybody. And Michael Rosenblatt, who actually was A&R for Seymour, was at Danceteria that night and met her. They danced all night. 
and she he took her to see Seymour, who was in the hospital, and he signed her literally in his hospital bed. Right. I'm sure she threatened to cut off his oxygen. As well. <laughs> no, I mean, all, all joking aside, when you read the tributes, I mean, it's, I mean, was he, I've met him a few times, mainly in the context of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was treated with absolute reverence. I mean, the old boy club in the best sense of the word. I used to work for um, a fairly well known um, manager, uh, K- Gary Kerfus, who managed mm-hmm. actually. Talking Heads and and Big Audio Dynamite and Debbie Hare in Blondie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the highlight of my day would be Gary and Seymour on speakerphone screaming at each other like mm-hmm. two old Jews, New York <laughs> Jews, in that way that only New Yorkers can appreciate because Absolutely. anybody outside of New York would think they were actually fighting. Would be fighting and be like, no, we're just no, loud. That's the way talking. we communicate. Yeah, we're just that's, talking. That's it. We grew up in loud houses. So mm-hmm. Yeah, to be it's heard. like, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, seriously, I mean, the- no, he was definitely one of those guys. Whenever I, I, you know, I didn't know him, but I'd seen him. And when you see him, you'd be like, oh, wow, look at Seymour's Because no, Seymour's died. He's kind of like that guy. And I haven't read one nobody and you, nobody has said anything. It's been gushing. Everybody's yeah. been coming out. He gave me my shot. Right. He really believed in me. Right. He, you know, he championed my record. He championed my art. He put out my first single. He, every song name. I forget the band. They named a song after him. They wrote a song about him. I had no idea that he also had a connection with Cindy Lauper because yeah. he signed her later and he did the Detour album with yeah. her. Her, no, her Detour he did, record. He did. <laughs> It's it's it, he's one of those you would it's six degrees of him if he didn't sign you directly then he had some hand in steering you in the and I've like I said I've read people's testimonials civilians not just famous people and said he couldn't have been like nicer and and understanding and knew music he knew music and if there's I feel one like thing we don't have that anymore we don't like it's all dying off him we got Clive is still alive but that generation of men who. You know, they have their faults like everybody does, but they knew music. Well, because they're signing off of TikTok now. They're signing off of social media hits. Nobody's being an A&R person now just means that you have a really good um, Internet connection. And and there's no artist development. You know, yeah, I mean, not the same way. Yeah. He's um, so rest in peace to Seymour. Um, Yeah. Just um, and um, Richie Sakamoto died. And I am going to make a confession. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite kind of 80s, 90s jams is Greg Fillingame's Behind the Mask. And I uh-huh. have no idea that that was basically a cover of a Sakamoto song. That's the thing. First no of all, he's been, he's been recording since the late 70s. Right. He's And I don't believe very many of his albums even charted in the U.S. But he was probably the um, uh, "Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence." Probably, yeah, like yeah, literally. Though this man was a musical genius. Yeah, he made great music, great electronic. Just it, to me, it's hard to put his music in a box. It's well, it's like everything. a fusion I mean, of it was, so it was, many. Well, things. Yellow Magic, Yellow Magic Orchestra, which is how most yeah. of us came to, was sort of in that kind of way. It's easy to come up with a catchphrase, seen as the Japanese craft work. Right. Yes. I, I mean, right. that was the closest corollary, I guess. And then he do, started doing soundtrack work, but I mean. And then he does this, you know, behind the mask, which then was covered by, you know, Michael Jackson and then Eric mm-hmm. Clapton. He doesn't really I think they use a sample. But the point is that he was bringing this very avant garde kind of sensibility, classical sensibility. But then actually, you know, he reminds me in a way of a much more successful Arthur Russell. You know what yeah. I mean? In that he and he's in a Madonna video. He's in my favorite one of my favorite Rain. Madonna Rain. Like he plays the, the director. I, yeah. He and didn't he do? He did a movie with David Bowie, right? Wasn't he? In a well, movie? he yeah, he's in Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Um, and he did. He's an Oscar winner. He won an Oscar for that. He won an Oscar for The Revenant, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So just like really gorgeous. I mean, how often do we talk about a soundtrack producer 
being and not a soundtrack like where there's a bunch of songs of people who are on the label. No, he did scores that were scores. just yeah, really yeah. amazing and gorgeous did you and see textural. That clip of, um, Yellow Magic Orchestra on Soul Train. Yes, <laughs> you know Don Cornelius don't know what the hell is going on with that. <laughs> Don was just like they told me I had to book him. <laughs> I mean, but anyway, so that's yeah, but it, and it gives again one of the one of the good things about streaming. Many bad things, but one of the good things is that you can go type in his name and listen to him. Absolutely. Part of being an educated music listener is educating yourself. Um, it's a shame that sometimes we only, and I'm guilty of it too, we only reach out and pay attention to people after they pass, but it doesn't matter because the music goes on. So really give it, because just a great, and listen to some of Seymour's, you know, go on and type in Sire. I heard his, um, his um, memoir is supposed to be hilarious, mm-hmm. like really hilarious. So. Yeah, he has a memoir. There's a there's a book, a retrospective on Sire Records that's really good. There's a lot out there on Seymour. And that's the good thing about everybody walking around with computers in your pocket. It's all very accessible. Right, unless you need to find out something that's important <laughs> and then suddenly you don't know how to work the thing. But if right. you need to find what's trending on TikTok... There's a computer in your box. All right, Nick's in the playoffs. Enough said. Oh, congratulations <sighs> to UConn. I have congratulations to, to UConn and congratulations to the LSU Tigers because the ladies won their first ever NCAA championship. So congratulations. Even though their coach is not a, she's bad news to coach. Well, listen, isn't, honey, we're all bad news No, 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 but sometimes, (laughs) listen, no, we're not all bad news. I'm not bad news. You're not bad news. Are you, do you do bad things? Well, it, it, it depends do you do, on who you, no, come on, de- wait, you're de- a good depend, person. De- I am, but depends on who you ask. I'm not perfect. And I've definitely had my moments where right. it's, where right. I've done things where, you know, it's not uh, always not a, the best. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the woman. That said, mm-hmm. great coach and congratulations mm-hmm. to the team. And it was a great championship, which of course I missed because I'm oblivious to anything that's going on in the world, but it was one of the highest watched women's sporting events and maybe people will get it broke records yeah yeah Mm -hmm. maybe people 10 million people i think they said Mm -hmm. maybe people will get it through their heads that like maybe take women's sports seriously and women are athletes and you don't have to create a debate because one woman makes a gesture on saturday night and you guys have no problem with it the black woman makes the same gesture and she's all of these horrible things it's just some bullshit and it's a sideshow and you guys can go um fuck yourselves merry christmas i I don't yeah i mean i say that because what i just didn't i didn't it's misogynist and racist it's like really i was like is this what we're doing men do that all the time i'm like they're athletes They're, they're competing trash talking like what this whole idea, what are they, you want them to be ladylike? Should they come on yeah. with dainty teacups well, yeah. and dresses? Is that what yeah. you would like? That's why I, <laughs> not a, if, that's why honestly, and I'm not saying, I'm not a huge fan of the word lady, unless mm-hmm. you're going, hey, lady. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is a New York thing. <laughs> I, no, Jerry Lewis. Isn't that Jerry uh, Lewis? Hey, lady. Uh, okay. Isn't talk, talk about a horrible, mean person. <laughs> right. Well, he's dead, so we don't have to talk about him at all. Anyway, the Knicks are in the playoffs. Um, the, our Knicks, listen. I know you guys, and I have people make fun of y'all slow down dynasty. I'm like, listen, we're having fun. We're having fun. This team is a scrappy team. We have been losing for so long, and we're going to have some fun, and we're going to celebrate our Knicks. If it lasts a week, that's a week I didn't have five years ago. Absolutely. And we love our Knicks. New York City is a Knicks town. We are. We are in the playoffs. We are. We love watching us be scrappy. When's it starting? Who do we play? Well, we... most likely it will be Cleveland. Oh, Where Cleveland. Most likely, most likely it'll be Cleveland. We won't know till these last few games really solidify. But okay. But yeah, like listen, I I love that we're scrappy and I love that we don't give up and I love that everybody was ready to act like. We were the worst for not getting the biggest names and giving up all of our draft picks. We did it a different way. And was it kind of hard to watch? Sure. We were all like, what's happening? But at the end of the day, we're in the playoffs, 2023. Well, I, I do want to say you were ready to get rid of Thibodeau like early on. So we, I, and, and everybody it. was, and everybody was. And I'm still not 100% on him, if I can be honest with you. Well, but, yeah. what, but, but New York is a fun town when there's a 
uh, postseason basketball going on, right? Yeah, of and, and I and I love that it's I lo- and I love that it's going to happen for the Nets too. I New oh, York is, is I, yeah, yes, they, they're yeah. they're they're right behind the Knicks, so more than likely they're right. But it's not because I do think that it brings good economics for all of those restaurants around Barclays and all of the stuff in the city. I like that um, people in the service industry. You know, we'll have a lot of people coming into town, so that means there's work for people. I always think of it like that because I have friends who who bartend at the arenas and stuff, and so it's always good when there's extra stuff going on in the city, and it's exciting. You know, it's exciting. Yeah, it'll be good. Like I said, if it lasts a week, I'm happy. Yeah, because you and I don't care that it's baseball season. We don't care that the Yankees and the Mets. That's are not back. true. Why do you say that? I because we never talk me. about it. Because it just started. <laughs> but even we've done this show for four years and we've never talked well, because, about it. Well, you know why? Honestly, I do like baseball because mm-hmm. there's something. Honestly, the Knicks. It's it's a different kind. Look, basketball is a much faster paced game. So and it involves a lot less strategy. Mm-hmm. I don't going to going to see a basketball uh, going to see a baseball game in a, a stadium is a blast. Watching baseball on television is literally like watching paint dry. It right. really is. But I'm happy. You know, I mean, I was on the train last week and I saw a whole bunch of like obviously confused white people from the suburbs wearing down coats with Yankee insignia. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, it's opening day and it's 40 degrees outside. <laughs> and there's all these new rules now in baseball. Which but I don't there's understand. new rules about about the amount of time on the pitcher's mound. They're trying and the to thingy. speed up they're the trying game. To, they're try- and what it's done is evidently it's cut like a half hour off of oh, that's the game. Good because yeah. that's, that's no, sometimes, let me just oh tell my you God. I've been to games where I've or... walked out of there like one something in the morning. Like that no. was a lot. <laughs> I had my bridal shower at a Yankees Bosox game because mm-hmm. I had guys, uh, male friends, how dare I, coming in for my wedding, and I wanted to do something that we could bring the guys. And mm-hmm. um, they were playing Boston, and as you know, I hate Boston. And um, the ex-husband was from the Boston area. This again, another clue that this was not a good idea. But anyway, <laughs> and it was like if I tell you that we're going into like the tenth or eleventh inning, and I'm mm-hmm. like. All right, this is a great game, but I think I'm getting, I'm getting mm. married tomorrow. Right, and you're like, I, you're like, I gotta go home. I might need a little sleep. I might so need I can, a little you know. maquillage. You know? It's so funny. The last game I went to was a a Red Sox uh, Yankees Red Sox game. This was years ago because Big Poppy. This was probably the year oh, before God. he right. year before he retired. And we had great seats because a friend, you know, one of a friend of mine who's really good friend worked for Major League Baseball. So she gave us Legends tickets. And I don't know if you've oh, ever nice. had the Legends tickets, no, which is but great. I had like good seats there and it's lovely. It's, and, and all the food is free and drinks no, and stuff. It's lovely. And yeah. it's like, what? I can get unlimited candy, milkshakes, and yeah. French fries I'll and hot dogs. I'll have a $27 bag right. of French fries. I'll have side one, please, of the menu. Thank I know. you. I know. It's really fun. You get kind of spoiled once you get mm-hmm. that. But you really do. It's hard. <laughs> it is very hard to go sit someplace else like, after you've done that. Yeah. In mm-hmm. the, um, I got tickets years ago. They were. <laughs> this is so. Illusion. Some kind of hookup, and it was the Models area at at, mm-hmm. at, at um. I hate calling it City Field, even though I know it's City Field, but it's Shea. Shea State. Oh, it's motherfucker Shea. Shea. Absolutely. Shea. But it was the area where the was the Mo Zone. I went. Hey, uh-huh. I need to rethink that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just not a good. <laughs> Name for a place. A I miss dog. Models. Let me just tell you something. I do miss Models. I had one up the street. I'd be like, oh my God, I need some white t shirts and I need you some socks. And I would run up to Moe's. I need a new jock strap. Go up to Moe's. And they had everything I needed. No, you know Models what I mean? was great. You know, baby needs a new pair of, of inexpensive but still stylish sneakers. Boom. You go to motherfucking yeah. Moe's. They were for right. 25 there. bucks. There they are. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. All right. So Trump. Can I tell you something honestly? And I'm not saying this to be, I, you know, wake me up when he's in jail. Wake me up when he's like, I mean, I'm not saying, but wake me up when you. he's doing real time for a real thing in a state that he won. I'm not saying I, this is politically no. motivated, but wake me up when they have him in a jumpsuit. I can't, like this, whatever's going to be unveiled here today, I'm like, okay, great. I need to know what is happening with the obstruction cases in Georgia. It's proceeding, yeah. Those are the things I'm really trying to 
focus on. But if I can be honest with you, and this is my short political rant, and then we can move on because we have to take a break. Um, I'm over all the investigations on every side of everything. I'm over it. I feel like on the on the right and the left, you come to us, the people, to say, we realize your lives are hard, inflation, all these things, crime. We're coming to make it better. Then everyone gets in office and it's committees and investigations. It is time to fucking help the people. People need help in this country. It is falling apart. And what we're doing is sitting watching you all have investigation after investigation, but you're not helping any of the people that actually put you in office. And for the people who they're constantly getting angry, like they like you angry and screaming because you're screaming the things they want you to scream, but they're not doing anything to help you. Well, um, both parties are guilty, but the Democrats have passed a lot. If the Republicans are blocking a lot of the things that could make our lives better. I mean, if you try to keep people from voting, that's against the law. So. Absolutely. But if the Democrats keep trying to bring, they're not even bringing a knife to a gunfight. You're bringing sand to a gunfight. You're going to keep getting blocked. So maybe then you need to put on your, your, your take off your boxing gloves and bare knuckle it like the Republicans are doing, because all of this is not helping anybody. It's not helping the Republicans. Those Republicans who are upset and poor and Fucked up. You're still upset and poor and fucked up. Maybe you should not vote Republican. It's like, you know, at this point, I think we just need a whole new bunch of... I need young people to get into politics because they're the future. Oh, They are the future. Like young people aren't... Come on, look at some of these new Republicans. George Santos is a young person. Well, but we don't even know what he is. Like, And the (laughs) fact that we're not even talking about him anymore is... Like, the fact that he's still there just lets you know the problem with everything. And getting a pension. He'll get a pension. But he... because he has that job, he will have all of those lifetime benefits. This man is just like, who is he? Well, <laughs> there you go. That's I'm just Repu- over it. Ladies and gentlemen, your Republican Party in 2023. And with that, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. And we're back. <laughs> What's next? Well, you want to talk. I don't want to talk. I mean, we've DeSantis. I mean, I don't even want to give the guy oxygen, but no, it's an important but it's not. But it's not about him. It's about what Disney did, which was super fucking fierce. The board, the board, the outgoing board, the one that, that got replaced by the DeSantis shit, pulled what the Republicans have done in a bunch of states and very quietly one of their last acts was to create all of these new rules that basically stripped that new board coming in of all of its power and they had it ratified and it's all done it's the same thing the republicans did remember those states where they when they lost and then they changed the power structure so that the new right. incoming governor but could- this, i mean for disney i mean it's great and it's a great you know switcheroo and it's always nice when you know but i mean it's it's basically protecting sovereign status and tax status for Disney World. It's not like they're feeding the poor. I'm well, glad it's happening, but, and but, it is good to watch the but Republicans. It's, get- it, but it's not about that to me. It's not. It's about you can't bully. If you don't like a company's, if if we're now saying that if a company speaks out about something, the largest employer in your state right. speaks out about something that you're doing that is actually pretty bigoted. Oh, and your and your idea is, oh, you speak out against me and here's revenge. I don't think that that's what anybody elects you for, to, to try to exact your revenge on someone. You know well, what I mean? It's like, that's kind of nuts. Look, I think DeSantis is, is just a creep. I mean, he's just yeah. a creep and he's a fascist. And I don't throw that term around lightly. But the people of Florida voted him in with the largest margin. So the people of Florida... Are, I mean, we're watching it and it's like a fun sideshow and they're, you know, but the people of Florida 
don't seem to have a problem with books being banned or corporations being punished for seeking up for civil rights. So maybe the people of Florida, maybe this is who these people are. Sometimes we just have to go, you know what? Maybe people aren't as good as we'd like them to. You know what I mean? Because it's right. not like it was a tight race. Right. No. And it's not like he did anything amazing for the state to begin with. I mean, I just think he's a nasty piece of work. You know what I mean? I think he's just a nasty and he has the personality of a baked potato, too. I mean, he's just like another one. But yeah, I mean, good. Whoever thought, you know, Disney, the company founded by an anti semi and a racist, we'd be like, yay, go Disney. I mean, this thing. You know, Walt would be spinning in his grave right now. If we didn't think we're in some crazy, crazy final days, that statement right there (laughs) sums it all up. Absolutely. It's kind of like. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you know, Walt's going, no, right, gay uh, bad, gay bad. Right. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right. Um, papaya King. I, I've never, I mean, I've had papaya drinks there. I don't know if I've ever had a hot dog. <gasps> I don't eat meat. You? I don't eat meat. You used to eat meat. I don't think I'd eat a papaya. I, the drinks, though, <laughs> the papaya drinks were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Listen, wasn't there one on 8th Street, too? Is that a different Grace one? Papaya, oh, legendarily, Grace Papaya, on legendarily. But different. The corner, different. The, on, on the corner of 8th and 6th Avenue, legendarily right. for years. That was the, the that was the, the in the beginning, it used to be like, a, it, the deal was like $2. It was two hot right. dogs. It was like two seventy five. It was two hot dogs and a drink. And when I used to work at the Wiz, nobody beats the Wiz. Nobody, nobody beats, beats the, Wiz. the Wiz. I used to work at the Wiz on 7th Avenue. They had a downstairs and upstairs and it was right next to Grace Papaya. Oh, so my lunch, I, I used that. to I used to run over and get my hot dogs and my drink. Here, Back when the village question. was amazing. Alright, here's my question. Mm. So the, the reason we're talking about this is not because we're fiending for papaya drink. It's because it, the papaya king, which I guess is the first one. It's like the raised. It's, like, the, it's, the, it's the, original. the original one. The papaya no. king, which was on like Upper East Side, right? Eddie first. 80, like 80, like right 80, outside 86. the fourth... Right yeah, inside the four train stop, yeah, right? Yeah, 86 like, right and third. And right, it's so been there for over 100 years. And now, 100 years? Yeah, it's been there for, I believe it's been there for like 100 over 100 years. I think so. There were papayas 100 years ago? Maybe. I don't think it It's been there a long time. It's, it's been, been there a, a long really time. long time. And it was really, going to really, be evicted really and now it's going to move to another place. Because, so. of course, it's a low-lying building which has been sold because what do we need? More than glass luxury apartments on that corner. But it's gotten a reprieve and they are moving across the street. All and right, here's, here's my question. I just want to ask a question. Like, when did papaya become a thing to drink? I'm being serious. Like, it's just an mm. interesting because it's not indigenous mm. to New York, obviously. Right. Is it? I feel like it's one of those things where somebody was like, you know what, people, papayas are healthy. Let's sell, mm-hmm. like, Orange Julius. Remember Orange Julius? Love, I, love, oh my love, God. love. From Needix. I would go to Needix uh, and get an orange. Ju- please do not. See, that's old school New York. All right, wait a minute. You're, I'm having, you, shush, hold on. Shush, you, I'm having a moment. Shush, <laughs> shush. I am, I am tasting <laughs> the orange <laughs> Julius on my lips. You have to be a certain age, a certain era in New York. But weren't they to from Cali, that, Orange Julius? I, I don't know where I they were from. I think they but showed up a, from but Cali. There, but there was a time in New York where the what orange Julius. Uh, that was, was living. It. That oh, was high so class good. living yeah. right there. It was so good. Orange Julius, and mm. and then we're gonna stop tripping down <laughs> New York food lane. Chock full of nuts, date nut bread with cream <gasps> oh cheese. My God. No, no, no. Do you remember and those donuts? Do you remember the one that used to be in Times Square? Yes, and it had the coffee, and it was like yes. it used to have the smoke coming out yes. of the situation that. Chock full of nuts is a heavenly coffee. Better coffee a millionaire's money can buy. We're probably going to have to pay royalties on that. But But I remember when I'd go into the city, we'd go into the city and I'd go to like visit my dad. Well, not by Mm -hmm. myself. When I was a little kid, my dad would take me to work with him. Chock Mm -hmm. full of nuts. And we'd sit in this... um, the circular thing. My dad has this story, which of course mm. I don't remember about me being a little kid and my face being kind of dirty and the nice lady, because remember the waitresses were always in the mm-hmm. middle yep. and you were in mm-hmm. the circle and this nice old lady comes over and takes a little wet napkin and cleans mm. my face <laughs> for me. Oh, I love chocolate nuts. It was so good. I can't believe some hipster 
seriously, knowing the way hipsters like to take things and act like they invented it. Right. I can't believe some hipster hasn't in- brought back, except that the sandwiches would be like $75. No, because now. now everybody wants an artisanal coffee. It's like, oh, we artis- have this. And they're like, this coffee comes no, from. No, I'm uh, talking uh, about the date nut sandwiches that they haven't uh, brought those. Because they're healthy, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, kind of. It's got mm-hmm. a nut in it. Yeah, Dates. You know I mean. mm-hmm. no, I'm a and super- bread. And bread. <laughs> and cheese. It's got all your basic protein. And all your basic food protein. Groups. It's like a meal. I know. I love. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. See, now I want one. Chock full of nuts. They still sell chock full of nuts. Yeah, they do. They still sell it. All right. We you can't know, sing the song. We're going to get no. sued. The funny thing is, it's like. I look at New York now, right? And I and I guess it's exciting for someone, but to me it's almost like it could be any city because everything wow. that made New York great, they're kind of wiping away. It's you like you can say that country. You go go other cities. It's it's just happening everywhere. It's money. Yeah. It's they're just, just wiping everything away. It's just wiping money. A- it's just money. Um, but you know, oh chocolate nuts. I'm gonna be thinking about that all day. We could do an entire show just talking about the food of our childhood Oof. in New York shrafts. Oh, uh, the auto, uh, what is it? The, the automat. Auto, auto Come on. That was the easiest the way to amuse a child. That Let was the way when you were a kid to mm-hmm. go to Horn and Hearts and the automat, mm-hmm. which was like in Midtown, right? It was uh huh. <laughs> like around, and you would open the little door, mm-hmm. and a person would slide the mac and cheese toward you. Mm-hmm. And if you're like five years old, that's literally like, it's all right, we fast. can't, we can't afford to take you to Disneyland. It's <laughs> the most, and it's the most fascinating thing. Fascinating. For you the dessert ones. I was oh, like, everything. well, like I don't know if you guys. Have, okay, here's another old school New York shit. Do you remember Beef Steak Charlie's? Yeah, but these yeah, yeah, and yeah. they used to have a, a dessert. This is back when I guess fancy restaurants still have a dessert cart, but that's like, yeah, you can have a $50 oh, piece of cake. They wind them say, around. They say, and B St. Charlie for kids, you could make your own ice cream sundae. Now, oh, that's dessert lovely. cart would come. And I have always been a person who loves ice cream, and that just was like. Come on. I don't think they do like I don't think they do that kind of shit anymore because I hear everybody just will sit there and No, it's ch- probably health department honestly, it's mm-hmm. probably health department stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I used to go I've been going to Sahadis on Atlantic Avenue. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my Sahadi people for like mm-hmm. 35 years and you used to be able to serve yourself. Right. <laughs> that's like that's not that's health department stuff. That's Giuliani's legacy. He made it like, oh, the health department, really? Like no one has ever gotten sick from touching Whatever, but like, yes. like, you think about how many times growing up in New York, we went to the bodega, got a sandwich. There was no ratings on the door. We went to China. Well, I appreciate that. I would like. Well, to I do it. now, but now, but that's changed the whole thing. I'm thinking about all the shit I used to eat. Nobody thought about that. Now, be well, like, oh, there's a they have a B. People, I'm not going. People, people <laughs> smoked when they were pregnant too. <laughs> I mean, you know, and remember that brief moment where they thought cocaine was an addictive. Do you remember that brief moment <laughs> in time? <laughs> no, it's not. Addictive. It's no, they're like, it's fun. It's just a party. It's fun. Yeah. Nothing bad's going to come from this. Nothing bad. Yeah, it's fun. What could could possibly happen with you doing a drug that you have to do every five minutes? But at least back then it was actually Coke. These days it's like, I don't know. Well, well, but fun fact, you know. Without spilling any names, I have friends. Listen, who are I've, still doing coke? No, 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 no. I've you know I've never done coke. I've okay. never done coke in my life. I've never tried it. But I have friends who that was their party joke. But they've all stopped because of and they weren't like heavy, but they were like, oh, okay, you get some coke because of the whole fentanyl thing that has. Oh stopped yeah, yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Well, that's a whole. I have a couple of that, that they're like, well, I can't trust what's out there now. I'm like, that's the thing that made you stop. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> The fact that it's addictive and expensive and people who do coke are- You didn't think you could have dropped dead from all the other shit? It's the fentanyl? The the fact that people who do coke are literally- I think it was Randy Newman said, the problem with cocaine is it makes you think you're smart. (laughs) There is nothing worse than being stuck in a room with someone who's like- I am so glad I never tried it. Could you imagine me on cocaine? Could you even picture- It would probably have the actual, the reverse effect. Like, you know how they give Ritalin to hyperactive children? Mm -hmm. It would probably- have the reverse effect on you in that you would be like super mellow and like yeah it would probably you would not be cleaning your house like a crazy person (laughs) might have been a good thing you might want to look into a court (laughs) at this point i'm too i think at 55 you have to take things off the list no i think you take you you can't you can't start adding that can't be the time like you know what i think i'm gonna try heroin now courtney courtney (laughs) 
actually when you're older is when you need to that's when you you don't need it when you're 20 <laughs> this is when the real shit starts do you know i don't know if you know this courtney drugs are not good for you i remember someone saying mm-hmm. that once telling me that you know drugs can really destroy lives did you know that well, it's like the old school. I don't know. We're we're very New York centric today. But there used to be this commercial where it's like this Hispanic father comes home I was from work. His, I was making a reference. <laughs> yeah. Don't you remember that? <laughs> and he was coming in from work, and he comes in, and he, the kid has the works out, and he says, "Why are you doing this? I learned it from you. I learned it from watching oh. you. You remember that commercial? And it would come on like after school. It was on. It was aimed at kids. It would come on during all the kids." Sh- I remember just being like, what's that? What is that? What is happening here? Why are we watching? Just give me the eggs in the frying pan. I'm trying to watch the little rascals. Oh my God, I forgot the eggs in the frying pan. That was, this is your brain. You don't quote that all the time. This This is is your brain brain on drugs. This is your brain Brain on drugs. drugs. And you're sitting there going, is that with home fries? (laughs) I was like, do you put salt and pepper on the yeah, eggs i'm trying I mean, to figure like, it out sunny side up it's i like, don't know oh, no. all right you can talk about escape message because i don't yeah you're watching i'm obsessed it. I'm not with watching. this show I know, I'm, I'm i just would like to thank black mona, twitter is very interesting i would right like now. to thank mona scott young and oh is this Stephanie. mona this is mona she's Stephanie. an evil genius i mona. want to thank you for giving me something that i did not know i needed well, i just didn't yeah. know i needed does anybody want to watch a family imploding? No, but I'm going to do it. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Stop. Does anyone want to watch a family imploding? Have you, I'm sorry, where have you, have you been in a coma for the last 30 years? I'm sorry. What? And I'm, what? Courtney, I want to introduce to you a little, a little concept that the, the people like to call the reality television. True. Okay. I just want to just inject a moment of like clarity into your, your rant about an insane show. Please Except continue. Those people all seem like freaks right from the beginning. This one is really hard to watch sisters, you know, accusations of money being stolen, shady is Candy husband. in the show? Is Candy oh, in the show? Yes, she is. Oh, that Absolutely. Candy. You go, Candy. You got me, those, let, let you got those you Ed Sheeran money, and uh, you got like three reality shows at one time. You and, go, you know, Candy. she's a she's got, you know, she's a producer on on the piano lesson on Broadway. Oh, good they, for her. Go, they've Candy. Got, they've got a prefix dinner at... Um, the Brooklyn Chop House in Times Square, which you do a thing that comes to you, you can do a prefix and dinners to a dinner Why and the tickets to the Brooklyn show. Why is it called Brooklyn Chop House if it's in the city? These are the questions that keep me up at night, Courtney. I just want to just because quit. it's a chop, and then they said, and a house. but our house is in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. <laughs> and both and both locations are in Manhattan. Yeah, I don't get that at all, but whatever. Um, is that like an Eric Adams place type of place, Hang. sweetie? Everything's in Eric Adams' What place. did I just see the other day? It was somebody's wedding or some event, something like something, and it's like there he is. He's Ms. like Thing. he's, he's like Waldo. He's every no, but it was something like so crazy, and I was gonna post it, and then I went, you know what? I don't want to even give this knucklehead any oxygen at this point. But it was just really funny. It was literally like he was at somebody's bar mitzvah or something he's crazy. At everything. Well, he has kind of. But it was just great. Yeah, so uh, go back to Escape and SWB. Two things I know. It's ridiculous. It's horrible. There's one more episode left. And I'm so ready for it that I'm already sitting in front of the television like, is it Sunday yet? (laughs) Um, Is is What's-His-Face in it? Um, Cutie Pie, rapper Cutie Pie? Um, Tiny's husband. No, it's really, it's really, no, it's really about the late. I can't remember. T.I. Thank you. It's it's really, it's really, I'm not really a fan of his. Looking at him is fun. Yeah, I don't even, no, I don't think You don't so. find him attractive? No. Oh, I think he's, like, really cute. Really? Yeah, he's got the man vibe, totally. Mm. Yeah, him, Method Man, Red Man, they got the man vibe. They got the, they, uh, yeah, I would not, yeah, I'm sure he's not a great person, but what else is new? Yeah, I, I think mean, he's cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but anyway. I mean, he's not my favorite. Oh. He's not my favorite. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think about him ever, but, you know. And he's actually very quite. Anyway, go back to your show. I shouldn't. I do want to say um, on this show that um, I didn't realize until today how much you look like Marjorie Taylor Greene. But as we're sitting here, Fuck and, you. <laughs> and you 
Who's that black Come guy up in a good who ran one. for president who <laughs> died? The pizza guy. The pizza. Oh. Who? I have, that, why that I, the black guy that ran for president, Herbert uh, Hoover. What was his name? No. Oh wait. Uh, what was his name? Google black guy, and you don't look anything like him. And no, I don't and look you don't look like. like no, him. you don't look like it. But I don't I w- have a space laser for number one. No, and you don't. Or bad extensions. This is the only word. Why can't rich people buy good extensions? Like Britney, same thing. Girl, you got more money than God. Can't you get used? And I'm not trying to be bitchy because. No, that's not bitchy. That's like, like, there's no reason why your hair needs to look like that. I mean, come on. There's a reason. Even I, who am basically broke, you know, I don't do a lot with my hair, but I would. Yeah, it looks it looks like you glued on Lee press on nails into your head. Anyway, did Martin you Kelly, did you watch the sixty minutes? No, interview? not of course, not at all. Well, you know, I I didn't know. You know why? I'm sorry. First off, what happens on Sunday, Courtney? Ninety Day Fiance. Yes. Well, the funny thing is, is you know, I tend to watch sixty minutes. I didn't realize she had an interview coming up because I've been really avoiding the news and all that because it's just been everything has been about what's happening today downtown. So my TV is on channel two. I walk by, she's on the screen. I'm like, what's happening? I start watching part of it, but I just found myself yelling at Leslie Stahl. I'm like, okay, you are a real journalist. You're not, You. this is, I'm not, listen, I believe you can't just interview Democrats. You have to interview everybody. I absolutely understand that. But I also don't think if somebody's sitting there confusing gender with sexuality and calling people pedophiles i think you as the journalist seasoned journalist need to have a little bit more of a pushback and a dialogue on that. let's just talk about you know what yeah we need to we don't need to hear what this woman said because two years right. ago she was censored by her own party she's a raging anti-semite right. she's a racist she's a raging homophobe she's got the iq of a doorknob and that's an insult to doorknobs um she's a she's a bad person and you know what no i mean you don't or if you're gonna put her on make her sit next to somebody from the anti-defamation league or make her sit next to somebody who's gonna shut her down because you can't it's just ridiculous it's it, or be a really common don't do some soft this is 60 fucking minutes it felt like it felt like she was on like ellen or kelly clarkson where it's like you know you go on there and it's like you're sitting and you're talking with friends it's like if she's gonna say those things and you're a journalist you need to be digging well, did into you see, that have you seen the meme going around about the 60 minutes interview with charlie manson and they go mm-hmm. you know blah, 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 man, who's just in your face and and you know or mm-hmm. charlie as he's known by his nicknames he's just pushing no she's a horrible human being and yeah. we keep giving these people yeah. credibility it's horrible i feel like giving her and when I when I was saying about, I believe you gotta get both sides. I can't believe she was the side they chose for the Republican, and to, and and then to let her sit there and call. I just think throwing the term pedophile around is really dangerous. That's really dangerous. And then you're talking about gender, which is not the same as sexuality and sexualizing children. But that's what I you know I don't know if you you and I have had this conversation really deep. I think a lot of when, when you see all of these bills and the laws, when people think about us as LGBTQIA plus people, they just reduce us to sex well, yeah, and the bedroom. With women it's, and it's just kind of like, I didn't wake up this morning knocking dicks out of my way. You know what I mean? It's like, we get up, not we go that, to work. Not that you didn't well, want to, Courtney. Not that I didn't want didn't to, want but that's to. not what happened. I, I got know, up, I know. I got up with a bad back and a stub toe. But you know toe. what? And somebody made a great point. If you want to talk about pedophilia, the one of the last speakers of the house, Dennis Hastert, was ele- was uh, convicted of pedophilia. Let's talk about the Catholic Church. I mean, let's go down. Let, let's, the, let's you know, about, let's go let's, down let's, the list. Let's talk know? about. Was it more? Weren't, weren't you guys trying to elect a governor? Was it in Arkansas who no, no, was no. Okay? Yeah, one of those states. What, what, and Georgia. you know what I mean? And it was it wasn't Georgia. I believe it was either Arkansas or Alabama. It was one Alabama, of the Alabama. It was Alabama. And was Alabama. and you try to push him through. You guys have pushed through two Supreme Court judges who care. had women who said they were sexually assaulted they by them. Care, and it's like you guys keep saying you care about children, but children they are being killed in school. They, they just it's really they it's care. Crazy. You know what they care about? Hmm. Fetuses. They care about fetuses. And they only care about white Christian children. 
They don't care. Ask but they don't even care about them because white Christian children were just shot in their school and they've done nothing. They don't care. They don't, they don't care. care. I mean, I think that we, you know, we can put this in the Madonna box at this point, you know, in terms of like, or the Kanye box. They don't care. They're never going to care. Most of them are amoral. And the ones who do have a streak of morality are refusing to speak up because they're scared of a failed businessman in New York City. And they don't care. I mean, it's like they don't care. They would. They have no issue if you get beat up and die. They have no issue if women die on the streets. From, but they don't care. They don't want people to. I mean, they, seriously, I'm not trying to. You know, they don't care. I mean, that's the thing. How many? It's like begging your boyfriend to take you back. You don't care. They don't care about us. They don't. All I want to say is that I can't wait to sing another listen, song. I can't Michael sing another Jackson song. Was, Michael Jackson was telling us some shit in some of those and he, songs. And, well, except that let's not, you know, <laughs> we just we're talking about pedophiles. So we might, mean, we might let, want to make. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. All right. Um, are you listening to anything other than the, the um, I'm not, you know, I'm not. I told you about that. I'm not really. I don't know. What I'm, I, this weekend is really the, nothing new. It's been a lot of me, Lynn Farmer. Oh, gee. All right. Candace Crossley, my best uh-huh. friend, my wife, mm-hmm. my everything. She, she is. A, she wants to know what your issue with blind faith is. Now, I saw when she made that comment, but I didn't say anything about blind faith. So yeah, somebody she else. Did. I what? said. I've been listening to Blind Faith, and you and I explained it to her. I said it was no, and you said willingly. Oh yeah, <laughs> as if the police came to my house and said, "Amy, today, sea of joy, on repeat." I mean, you listen, did say willingly, kind of sorta. Kinda it's just sorta. like I don't, you know. You have to understand if you're of a certain age, there are certain groups, so. And I explained, I explained it to my wife, my wife, my first, my last, my everything. Um, but it was just so funny because I was like, A, what are you talking about? And B, why do you have all these weird little initials? Stop spazzing out when you're typing, grandma. <laughs> and um, no, but hi, Candace. Hi, hey, Katie Candace. Taylor. Hey, Katie guys. Taylor. Katie Taylor still- is very concerned that we're taking breaks all of a sudden. She was concerned. She thought something had happened. That we've no. been seized by the FCC or something. No, like we've that. been seized by, it's called a commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was so funny. She goes, why are you guys taking breaks? What happened? I went, it's a strategic move on Courtney's mm-hmm. part. He's mm-hmm. no dummy. Um, mm-hmm. So, you, yeah, there hasn't been really much out this week. It's just sort no. of like, I've been playing um, a ton of Tony, 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 Sons of Soul, because I love mm-hmm. that record. And it's like, it's its anniversary. Or no, is it House of Music? I don't know. Everything gives an anniversary I did, every day. I, I do. I have. I have been trying to get into this Larry June and the Alchemist Great Escape album, which um, dropped music? last week. No, it's, it's hip hop. Okay, Larry and, June and the oh the Alchemist album. The Alchemist. Mm-hmm, the Alchemist. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a new record. And you know what I've been listening to that is not terrible. T. <laughs> okay, can I just <clears throat> say that your endorsements are like you know. It's better than a poke in the eye with a sharp stick. <laughs> Courtney, you can die of Ebola right. or you can die of dengue fever. Huh. Yeah. I'll take dengue. <laughs> right. Um, T-Pain has a covers album called On Top of the Covers where okay, he's singing. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold where on. he's singing. He's a good singer. And it's really good. He's a really good singer. <laughs> That's the thing. It's he didn't really need good. that stupid auto tune. He knows how to sing. Yeah, he does know how to sing. I know. He's a. I was like the first time I heard him without auto tune. I was like, dude, why aren't you just singing? I mean, I guess the auto tune was kind of the gimmick and stuff like that. Um, oh, people are people are dying right and left. I think that's really unfortunate. Um, about the whole dying thing. All right, anything else you want to mention? I haven't. Yeah, I've just been like. No, that's it. Okay. <laughs> more, more Knicks, less Trump. That's when's that's first, my. When's the first game? When's the first game? Well, the, the season's still not over. So oh, right, got, right, right, right. I got it. Yeah, still, I was going to say. I was going to say. I know over. it's bad enough that daylight savings time came like literally a month before. The it season does. ends this week, and then we and then we're going to go. Yeah, and it. March Madness came a little late. And the best is it my imagination or is the baseball season started really early this year too? No, this is around the time. Is it really? Mm-hmm. I always think mm-hmm. everything's April, but the mm-hmm. allergy season is here. Mine haven't kicked in yet. Oh, good girl. <laughs> yeah, mine haven't I'm kicked in. I'm just like, whatever. Um, all right, take it home. 
country Thank road. you so much, everybody, for listening to I'ma Let You Finish on the Pantheon Podcast Network, where you can get over 60 amazing music shows that run the gamut of every type of music. So remember to follow Pantheon Podcast Network, download the Pantheon Podcast app, follow Pantheon Podcast on YouTube, and you can hear our audio on YouTube as well. And you know what to do with us. Thank you for listening. Uh, all of our listeners at Spotify, Apple, Diesel, Deez, Diesel, Deezer, Google, Stitcher. Easy, I was going to say, what happened? <laughs> everywhere. Um, cool. You know what to do. Uh, leave a rating. Uh, leave a comment. Follow our Facebook page, and I'm going to let you finish all one word. Follow our Instagram, I'll let you finish in Y. Follow us on Twitter for now and finish Ima. Yeah, can it, we cut? I mean, it, really. I mean, it's We still have people who follow us Well, there. we can take them somewhere else. Yeah, but if they don't go there, like right well, now, we got to stay. Listen, Miss Thing, right. right now we're not cutting where we reach our audience. Know, you I know, know what I mean? I it's like- being in bed with that guy. I really well, do. well, this is why we, like, listen, I considered, I was like, should we do the Verify program? I was like, I can't pay Elon Musk. I just can't do it. Oh, no, I no, we're not giving it. him a nickel. And then, remember what I sent you the note the other day, because it's like, oh, you guys, do you want to do the Merit of Verified? No. And they would have verified both our Facebook page and, 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 and IG. And I was like, I just don't want to give Mark Zuckerberg for $14.99. I just don't want to- verified to prove that we're us? We know we're yeah. us. <laughs> I know I'm me. Every day I wake up and I'm like, look at me, I'm me. <laughs> I've been to paradise, but I've yeah, never been I mean, to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't need, you know, I've, I've never been to me, but I know it's me when I wake up in the morning because I look in the mirror and I go, oh, it's still you. Great. And with that note, <laughs> we will see you next week. Bye. to achieve the American dream. The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shot? Would they shot? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.